Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? And Dan just broke his shoulder because he was holding the finger up too long. I didn't think he was ever going to point to you. Like, he pushed the button, but he was, he's not pushing it. He I, held I it up. the intro a little bit. I was like, there's and no then way he dropped I talked it that down. long. You, you did, but I mean, my man, it, listen, he, you guys ever been in, okay, hey, all right, it's confessional time. <laughs> Right off the bat. You you guys ever been in the middle of praise and worship and you got your hands up and you want to keep them up, but your arms just start hurting so bad you're like, I got to put them down for a minute. You guys ever been there? I have not, but I, I'll tell you why. It's because I panic because every time, and I've, Mona and I have talked about this, every time I really get into it to the point where I raise my hand, and people who know me know that it's just, I don't do it unless it like yeah. it really hits me. I forget what I'm singing. Well, right that one time you almost fell off the stage. <laughs> I remember that from the praise team. You got uh, a little too close it in. I'm you not been a coordinated there? person. Because you're you're a hand raiser. It's the story of my life because of my fibromyalgia. My hand gets my whole arm goes numb pretty quickly, yes. But yeah. but I also from the very beginning, since I started raising my hands in worship, have always said Mm, sorry, Satan. I'm not laying, putting my hand down, so I might have to switch arms. So, so I'm putting in a request. We need two people, one on each side, to hold her arms yeah. up for her. Exactly. We're gonna be like, was it Aaron and yeah. um, Aaron and her with her, me, uh, yeah. with Moses held up his arms? Yeah. yeah. So cool being. So we're gonna do that. <laughs> me, I just been like. Lord, I love you, but I got to rest my arm for a minute, man. I'll go until like the whole left side of my body. And are you a right hand raiser or a left hand raiser? Does it matter? It depends. I think I've I've always just I really you prefer always two both. hands yeah. and but I'm holding the mic now so no I don't I usually I very rarely will raise two I usually raise my left I'm right handed but I, when I'm singing I raise my left hand I don't know why hmm. depends on what hand I'm holding the mic which again depends on you know if it goes numb then I switch hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have issues <laughs> don't we all sister you know so there's a reason we get along like <laughs> so Dan what are do you it's whichever one is not shoved in my pocket. Yes, so you've seen me up there, both hands in my pockets, somehow holding the mic. It gets real tricky. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that is real tricky. Wow. Okay. Uh, so hey, yeah, and listen. By the way, we laugh, but it actually comes from the Book of Psalms. Yep. Raising up your holy hands yep. to the Lord. So anyway, so anybody that says I don't get into that New Age mess, well. Uh, you're not into the Bible then. <laughs> All right. It says it in Scripture, man. Yep. We have so equated silence, no emotion, mm. with reverence. But actually, if you look at the words that are used for praise in the Old Testament, that's not what they mean. None but have we mean. not? But yes. We have so made it. Yep. To be reverent, you've got right. to be still and quiet. This is my rejoicing. And sometimes you yeah. do, but see, there are times. Sometimes and, and okay, you if not. that's you, but don't see. I'm this dude. I I <laughs> swear to you. I try to run the middle on a lot of things down in scripture. You know, I'm <laughs> fully back scripture, but other things that. like okay, if you want to raise your hands, man, go, dude. Seriously, if you want to say amen, man, power to. If you want to sit there. And just be stoic. That's great. 
I don't see the excitement in that and the praise, <laughs> but hey, but that's you. So it's just like whatever, whatever it is you. But don't look down on the other mm-hmm. people. I am so in today's society. I'm on my soapbox now. <laughs> We've gotten to a place where if you don't agree with my philosophy or belief system, you're just flat wrong and an idiot. Yeah. And that's just so wrong. Yeah. Because that's what they are, your beliefs and your thoughts yep. and your opinions. Okay. We, we've gotten to be so relative about everything. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, that and $1.50 will buy you a cup of coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> so, anyway, or... Just for you, Lisa Miners, that and two dollars will buy you a cup of coffee at um, Callan's Coffee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe more than two. Just a shout out. Yep. Hey. All right. So we're once again because Mona won't what? stop. <laughs> but what you're gonna say something else? No. <laughs> no, I, I would. I have no idea what I was gonna. Say. You just I just keep, threw you under you the bus. Just, yeah, you just keep going with whatever. Mona won't let us get off of Smyrna. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you've listened to the past two weeks, you know it's Hank. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan's over here about Some to buttons again. No, I'm just trying not to call him. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, in case you didn't know, I'm Hank. <laughs> I'm pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome to this show. I'll be praying for the people of Marion since I'm their pastor. <laughs> they might wish they had a new one. No. Uh, anyway, and I got my home skillet, my home slice, hey. Miss Mona. Hey. About to rock hey. with me to Brazil Woo. in about a week and a couple I think that's days. That's what I was going to say. Taking that Collins, Callen's coffee to Brazil. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Yes. The French press mug came in the mail. It came. It's so good. It's so nice. You My gotta, husband spoils me. I have one. You just well, got to show me how to work it. it. Okay. <laughs> really not that hard. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm no coffee expert, but they seem pretty straightforward. I well, <laughs> when I do it, I keep getting grounds up in the coffee mm, part of it. Mm, so yeah. there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I know I'm not doing something I agree. Right. There's, there's something wrong in the process. Yes. Yeah. And then over there, we hear our main man, Jelly Bean. <laughs> Dan. I thought you were going to call him that anymore. I don't know. It just stuck and I like it. It works. Yeah, he's my man Jelly Bean. You know what I'm Until saying? Until I lose that general shape of a jelly bean, we'll, we'll stick with it. And before some of you think I'm being mean, that is a term of endearment. I, I love that's my, how I take it. I love my man Dan One over of there. my favorite candies, too. So you know? Far. Yeah. I love my man Dan. He's my main man. DJ Dan, the edit man. There you go. All right. So, back to Smyrna. Let's get going. Mm. We'll try to finish up. We should try. It's been three weeks. This is the third week. It is all God's word. <laughs> but I will say, talking about the goose of grace, I remember one time, because we got stuck on the same thing for a while, and you said, I usually try three and then just keep moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go, yeah, so it's like a sermon series, and I've told you that. After yeah. six weeks, take a break. Yep. Couple week break to to get people refocused. So yeah, for this, um, three weeks on the same church is enough. Um <laughs> I really didn't know we would get this this no. into it. Be, I mean, it, but it's just good. I mean, it's been so really good, yeah. it's been, I thought, really good. So anyway, so let's go back to it. Okay. You read. The whole thing. The whole thing one more time. All right. Dan, you pray if you cannot cough through it. <laughs> and then I'm going to try not to laugh. And we're going to roll on. <laughs> All right. Uh, reading in Revelation 2, starting at verse 8. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the slander of those who say that they are Jew and Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. 
Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again just for the privilege of your word and for the fact that we can stay on this passage for this long because it's so filled with with knowledge for us and with truths for us and with your promises. And, and forgive us, but we hold on to those uh, so strongly and we love to revisit those because we know they still hold true. They're not uh, affected by time whatsoever. They're just as true today as they were when they were spoken. So, Heavenly Father, we pray that, that this time be a blessing to you and that glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. 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 Agree or disagree? You come to the Christian life and all your problems go away. <laughs> I, I've heard Mona say that's how her life was. I'm entirely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, disagree. What? Why are well, you looking at You disagree? Like yeah. I mean, come on. All your troubles, you, you don't have any trouble that to come to Jesus, do you? You get all the money you can ever want. <laughs> Who you been listening to? I, I must have misplaced it somewhere. <laughs> you never have any, you know, your your children are just perfect little mm-hmm. angels. Your marriage is perfect. You're about to be kicked off this podcast. And, and everything. I met your son. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold back. Oh, damn. That was good. Oh. We love you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> now Hank's not going to be able to carry on. Oh, hey, in case good. you can't oh. tell, Hank is being rather sarcastic. And, um, yeah. But how do we get to a place? Because that's, yeah. Where you people believe that. Yeah. And people preach it. That, that's what I was going to right? People preach that garbage. Right, right. And that's not just garbage, that is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> It's a high quality garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's a high quality garbage. I mean, now, I mean, who wouldn't love that? Okay, you come well, to sure. You come to Jesus, man. You you have It'd no more good. troubles. You have no more problems. You have money. Mm-hmm. No, my Bible says that that Jesus had nowhere to lay his head. That's the thing. How can you be a Christ follower and not expect to experience the same things he he experienced? And if if you know we don't see him say, "Oh no, I I, I deserve so much better," even though he did. Then how do we get off saying this is unfair to me? I mean, you know. I love you, Dan. <laughs> I say that because we start dancing like I'm oh, muting myself at the very beginning. I'm not going to say anything, man. I apologize to everyone's ears. No, man, you're you're good. So I'm over. Look, you can't see my finger. I'm pointing to you. The moment I'm like, look at him. Look at him. I did, I, it's all, I saw it in your eyeballs that it was coming. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a it's a absolute travesty that there are guys that will call themselves preachers. Yep. That will preach that, you know, you shouldn't suffer anymore. You shouldn't, you know, you should never struggle for anything. Um, God wants you to be blessed. Well, yeah, he does. And he does bless you. Mm-hmm. But I, I never once read in Scripture where it says you're going to be blessed financially in everything. He could right. bless you spiritually. Right. Yep. So, it, so what are your thoughts and, about it? Well, and I would say he most likely is going to bless you spiritually, and he might throw some financial blessings in as well, or he might throw some of those other blessings in as well. But I think you can go through the whole Council of Scripture, and the main point, and we've, we talked, we hit on it last week a little bit, was the main point of what 
God wants for us is to be holy. Yes. And so the blessings that he has are are for us to be holy. Yes. To for us to be more Christ like. The um good that he turns everything to is that we will be more Christ like. Now I was sitting there thinking the same thing <laughs> as you're talking. I was like my mind was running back to when we dealt with Romans chapter uh-huh. eight. Right. And, and that the truth is if you back up to like Romans eight twenty six when it says um however he words it, because I don't want to just mess it up, but we're to be there for God. Right. Where the the growth now it's in my mind and I can't think of it. What does it say, Mona? Don't don't sit there and look well, crazy. You were going backwards. I would have gone forward. So, so you carry on. Yeah, carry on. Okay, I meant that's what I meant. Forward. <laughs> For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image. So yeah, that's the deal. He does this. Uses these bad things to bring about good things. I go back to Joseph. Right. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good right. to create something. Right. And his creation is to be you to look more like him. Right. And and Joseph was blessed materially. He was blessed with um, with things. But the greater thing that he was blessed with was who the, who he became right. in God. So anyway, so let's just I, I want to deal with because I told you guys last week um, when he says do not fear. And I talked to you, you know, God in there in Matthew, um, Jesus. Um, it's in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28. Uh, don't fear the one who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill the body and send the soul yes. to hell. That's the one. That's fear. Um, and then, you know, Second Timothy, how do we deal with Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12? All who see, I mean, there, there's so you just want to sit down with these guys that preach this mess and say, well, how do you deal with Second Timothy three twelve? Right. All who seek to live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. Shall yep. now, as I understand it, shall is in the future tense. Right. And it's a definite yes. indicative. Right. Future tense indicative mood, which means it is coming it's without com- right. a shadow of a doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Will suffer. Yep. It, it does not say will um, obtain prosperity. Right. It does not say we'll have all rose petals and blooms. It doesn't even say might suffer. Yeah. Right. They will. They will suffer. Right. And so the question then is what, what and as I was looking through this and, and thinking and, and um, doing some reading, when it says you're about to suffer, what does suffering do? I, I think there are four things suffering does, and I want us to go through them real quick if that's okay. Yeah. Number one is disciplinary. Mm. Yep. And um, so and I've got verses to go with all these things as well. Um, in in First Corinthians chapter eleven, I can read my handwriting. First Corinthians chapter eleven and verse thirty. If I knew where Corinthians was in Scripture, Dan's got me all jacked up here, man. Um, in First Corinthians chapter eleven and verse thirty. Yep, I'll get there in a minute, y'all. Just hang tight. It says. Yeah, what does it say? What does it say? That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Well, what is it talking, talking about? Talking about the anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body. Yeah, so you've eats suffered. And just, right. For not doing something according to scripture to, and right. not doing it the way. So when you don't, when you when you're disobedient, what do you get? You get the consequences. Right. And so when in, in the consequences, some of them suffered so to the point of God took them out. Yep. So it's it's disciplinary. God, what's the key word? I've said this all along. The key word for the unbeliever is faith. Mm-hmm. That's how you come to Jesus. Yes. But the key word for you and I, yeah. as a believer, obey is obey. Mm-hmm. And when you do not obey, you suffer right. the consequences. Yes, right. 
And sometimes, <laughs> and specifically, when you're dealing with, I believe, things as serious as as the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. because of the picture that it paints, right. the, the suffering and discipline can be bad and can be even worse. So it's also preventative. Paul writing, and this is one we all know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you know, this is when Paul had been gone to heaven and had um, seen things he couldn't speak of. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, I'm just going to start reading verse 3. And I know this I know, a man was called to paradise, him. Mm-hmm. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. He heard many things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should boast, wish to boast, I would be, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears me. So I, so to keep me from becoming conceited, here is preventative, mm-hmm. because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. Yes. A thorn was given me in the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. And he prayed for it to be taken away. And, and what it did wasn't. God say? And God said, "My grace is sufficient for you." Nope. God said, you know, how do you deal with that? Yeah. How do we deal with that when God says no? Right. Especially for something like that, for something because because we do fall so easily into that. Um, we need to be healed. We need to have this um, suffering taken away. And so then when God says like he did um, that, no, you need to remain yeah. under it. Um I mean, I guess you either decide that you're going to say, okay, and and let God's grace be your strength, or you're going to kick and rebel and run away screaming. And we, we've talked about, I mean, we, we've literally talked about the exact same thing multiple times uh, on the show, and, and it came to mind earlier during this episode to me. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, God's refusal to take that, that thorn that we're talking about away is not his refusal to give you the blessing. Right. That thorn is the blessing. We have to— We just to, don't see it that way. Right. Oh, right. We, we have to go back it. to Who God's word and see what a blessing really is. It's, uh-huh. it's not your bank account being full. It's you becoming holier and coming closer to, to God. Yeah. Right. You know, my family will tell you, when, when, when you get a splinter around my house, <laughs> I'm vicious, man. <laughs> You and Wendy must have gone to the same metaphor. I mean, I am. That sucker's coming out. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm vicious on myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will inflict. I, you know, my dad sort of raised me that way that, yeah. you know, this thing is going to get infected and then you're going to have problems. So go get it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The the This little bit of, of suffering yeah. that you're going to go through is going to be better than what could occur yeah. if you just leave, leave it, it there uh-huh. and it gets infected and all that stuff. So I am vicious. <laughs> so, but, so here's Paul going. You know, he says, I pleaded three. And some say when he says, I pleaded three times, that just means he continually pleaded, right. you know, continually, continually. Right. But I'm going, bro, three times? <laughs> I'd have begged 333 times right. Right. to get rid of it. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to say it again. Who cares what it was? Right. <laughs> folk, folk just. We don't know. The, they, like, like that's going to, like I said about the, the whale or the big yeah. fish, excuse me. Some folk want to die on a hill where he died in it. Well, he didn't die. Who cares? Right. He was in the belly of that sucker. Right. Live or dead. Yep. That's not going to change my view of God and what happened. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Now, I can tell you one thing that it won't. It wasn't this alternative lifestyle that some people that he struggled <laughs> with. I've heard that was one that they say, well, he struggled with this alternative lifestyle. and. Oh, that, are you for real? 
not heard that one. I have. Woo. Anyway, mm. listen to what he says. Though. I left this. But he said to me, my grace mm-hmm. is sufficient. Yes. That's all we got left? We just hit 20 minutes. minutes. (laughs) And we didn't even laugh that much to begin with. My grace is sufficient. I I wrote down in my notes, his grace suffices and abides. Yes. For my power is made perfect in weakness. I love this. That word perfect means it it is finished in our weaknesses. It is is shown how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. On the mountaintop, God doesn't need to show his power. Yes. But in the valley. He does. Yep. Yep. He does and he will. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast the more, all more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm-hmm. Literally means to fix a tent upon. Mm. But I want, I want to ask some of these dudes out there mm. and dudettes that claim to be preachers. Paul says, I'm going to gladly boast of my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yep. You hear these sombreros preach. Like you're not supposed to have, have no any weaknesses. weaknesses, right? You're not supposed to have any suffering. How do they how, t- tell me? <laughs> well, it goes back to something you said, and it's a phrase that I, I've seen the church. I noticed it first when I was really young, and I've seen the church struggle with it up till today, and I, I don't think it'll end anytime soon. How many times are we terrified to say I don't know? Oh, yeah. my Lanta. You right. know, and it's that same idea like, uh, well, I'm a preacher. I have to have all the answers. If not, I'll make them up. No. No, don't make no. it up. Yeah. Good Lord God <laughs> no. Almighty. And I'm not don't saying that it. in a main way. Don't do it. <laughs> but I think, but that goes right along with what we were talking about that idea of like, I can't show weakness. It's all, look at what I can do. I can answer any question. And no, God, God was, wants your weaknesses to. To turn into opportunities yes. for him to work. To show you, I don't have, I, I mean, I literally have people go, hey, preacher, where is this at in scripture? I'm like, I'm glad you think I know. I don't know, but I can, I can find out. Right, right. Yep. So give me a minute. But listen, he's not done yet. Mm. I wanted to ask you, who would sit under a preacher that says something that is completely unbiblical like that? People who don't know what the Bible truly says. Well, that's much better than what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Translator. (laughs) Speaking in tongues. She's my translator. (laughs) For the sake of Christ. Listen, it's for the sake of Christ. Mm. I mean, don't you want to ask these guys, have you ever read 2 Corinthians chapter 12? Right. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when... I am weak. Then I am strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wrote down, I said, human weakness opens the way for more of Christ's power and grace. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's preventative. All these yahoos out there that want (laughs) to preach that, and and can't nobody, don't don't nobody say nothing to me. I'm a pastor. I talk about my people. (laughs) These dudes that say they are, but they are synagogue of Satan. Quote me on that. Anyway, um, that preached this mess. Have they ever read the book of Corinthians? Right. right. So it's preventative. It's also educative. Educative. <laughs> Ooh, that's a very How about educative? <laughs> I think it should be said educative. I don't know that I've heard either of those ever. It is educative. I, don't question. <laughs> don't question the one who makes up words all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like Thanksgivingly. 
That's a word. Filled with thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> manner pertaining to thanksgiving. And then Romans, so it's educative. Educative. Um, Romans 3, 3 through 5. What if some are unfaithful? Does unfaithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar, as it is written, though you are justified in your words and prevail when you're judged. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the rights of God, what shall we say that God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means. For then how could God judge the world? So in other words, it teaches us what our sins are when he, mm-hmm. when he comes back and gets us. It's, it's an educational deal. So And then it's a testimony. In Acts chapter 9, they count, the Bible says they counted it a privilege mm-hmm. to suffer for the name of God. Right, right. How many of us can say that to today? Say, yeah. They literally said it. They came back and they praised God for being counted to uh, able to suffer for the name of Jesus. Yep. Right. That's craziness. Yep. So I, and, well, and I think we, we just don't, you because know, even we... Uh, we don't even have that concept in America as far as no. suffering for Jesus. We have hangnail persecution. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. That's all we have is hangnail persecution. Right. I mean, but we do, but it's not anything like uh, right. other countries, but People in other are getting areas. beheaded around right. the world. Right. We don't. But it that. goes back to what you said when we when we hit those even those hangnail situations, <clears throat> we don't say thank you Lord for this. We say get me out of it as quick right. as possible so yeah. I can go back to comfort. Right. Yeah. Right. So, all right, some, well, how much time we got? We got, oh, we got five minutes. Oh, man, yeah. And then he says, be faithful unto death. Hmm. Did you hit the four reasons of? Yeah, disciplinary, preventative, educative, testimony. Okay, sorry. I missed that word. I don't know. I was still laughing about educative, I guess. <laughs> it's a word. No. I, if it okay. wasn't, it is now. <laughs> I'm sure it's a word. It's just through, I don't know. It's not the word I was expecting. <laughs> Learned something in here today, didn't you? Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah, so so let's sort of bring this down here a little bit. Um, you know, some people say, what is it? You're being tested for 10 days. Sometimes it's a, you know, say it's a literal 10 days. Once again, you know, there's just some parts of the Bible. You guys say, man, I don't know. Right. Could it be 10 days? Maybe. Could it just be a picture? Because, especially in the book of Revelation, there yeah. are such times when he is right. speaking in imagery <laughs> mm-hmm. in this book. This is the one book that you can say. Yeah. But then at times, like what I say, probably means 10 days because he said 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he didn't say, you know, whatever. He said 10 days. So there, there are some parts you can just say these are flat out images, mm-hmm. uh, imagery of something to come. Like the beast out of the out of the sea. Okay, obviously there's no beast. Won't walk out. Godzilla's not rolling out that <laughs> sea. You know what I'm saying? Um, be faithful. Uh, how, do, how are we faithful unto death? What's your, Im, uh, not imagery, but what's your, because um, uh, I know I take you where, I tell you where I'm going to take you. What do you get there? I've talked a lot. Been very educative. <laughs> and I know that's grating on somebody's nerves because I'm pretty sure it is educative. <laughs> so now you know me. Yeah. Educative. <laughs> I, I think the key is, that, well, there's two keys. Being faithful. And so never, never quitting, never stopping. 
um, always looking for, okay, so why is this happening to me? What does God want me to learn? What is he trying to show me? What is he trying to teach me? Um, what will come from this? Um, and then onto death, which means uh, until the end. And so never give up and never lose that faith and never stop um, being faithful to the salvation that God has given you <laughs> and the um, the faith walk that he has called you to. And <laughs> Hank's about to die over there. I'm not sure why. What about the person who walks away? Hmm. Do we? We don't have time. Do we have time for that one? Well, we're going to make time. We're going to go extra five. <clears throat> or, sorry. What, what do you say to that person who walks away, who, who's not faithful to the end? You know, they go for a while and they say, you know what? I, you know, the big word now is they are devolving from Christianity. <laughs> All right. Hank Meadows, redneck theology. <laughs> No, moron. You're not devolving. You never had it, bro. Right. That was on the question that was on mine. Right. First John chapter two, they went out from us because they They were not of us. Had they been of us, they would have remained with us. Yes. And so that's the reason the Christian life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. And you do not know until the last dying breath of the person. That's the, that's the thing that gets me. And it, I, I love that until death because you know, I've heard you from the pulpit many times say, I hope I'm mid-sermon when it comes. I, yeah. I hope, you know. And so it's this idea, like, you don't know when your your last day is. None of us do. But it's this idea, I love that until death, because it's this idea of if it's tomorrow, okay, I'll, I'll keep going till tomorrow. If it's 100 years from now, there's no limit yeah. to it because I'm going to keep chasing. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's a good word. You know, it's all, I'm that, where did that dude in the boats, row, row. Yep. You never see the finish line. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're not the rower; we're the rowers, not the dude. The guy, <laughs> I got it backwards. The guy that's saying row is looking at it. Right. That's God. We're the dudes that yeah. never know. Yeah. You're just man. Just keep paddling on for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. I promise. Let's go back to it. What's ahead of us is going to be far oh, better. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Than what we got here. I hope people stay. And to you're the not. End of yeah, this. If you if you live to be ninety and you pass, it, after that you're not gonna be like, man, I wish I I'd stopped doing it at eighty. Yeah. And taking a good ten years to relax. You know, like no. <laughs> or people they drive me crazy. Well, I've been at this Christian thing in this church. I've been teaching Sunday school for seventy two years. I think it's time for me to retire. No, it's not. Absolutely not. You keep going, man. And we need the we need yeah. those seasoned veterans of it. To help the younger ones. Yeah. I've seen so many churches that, that it's like, once you're past 30, you're too old for us. Keep moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the maturity. Okay. That person I ask, have you read First John chapter 2? Yep. He talks about young men. Yep. He talks about adults. And he talks about older men. Yep. Yep. And, and it's not really talking about men, but it's talking about those that are yep. early in being just baby Christians. Yep. Those that are in the midst of it, that are in their prime years of it. And then those that have the wisdom of the older generation. It takes everybody. We need it all. We need it all. It's like you've always said, find a Paul, be a Paul. F- yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Find a Timothy, be a Timothy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, every, if you don't know what he's saying, here's, my, here's a philosophy of Hank Muzz that I've come to. I stole it from somebody. You should have in your life <coughs> at least one Paul, if not a mm-hmm. couple. You should have some Timothys in your life as well. You should have somebody pouring into you, and you should be pouring into somebody else. Yep. I have two Pauls that I love dearly, and they know who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I have some Timothys. Mm-hmm. 
that I, I Dan's one yeah, of them that I, I poured say, into. Yeah. You know, um, but you got to, and that goes for males and females. Yeah. I know I've talked a lot. <laughs> but it, and then it occurs to me the um, juxtaposition of death and life that are here. We have used educative <laughs> and, and juxtaposition. <laughs> I will say I've only heard one of those words used before. <laughs> Mona, you're winning. This. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting, and I wasn't. Really okay, sure all right, finish up. But just because it's that's no my either. first sense yeah. that uh, opposite of each other, and so that yes, we'll get to the end of our earthly life and face death, but we will receive that crown of life. And and as you were saying, the the sufferings of where we are now does not even compare to the glory that's to come, and so. That's the reason that you can consider it all joy when you suffer. Yeah, oh, James yeah there says. you go. That's the why. That's why you can hold on when you are suffering because you know that no matter what comes, what's going to come at the end is far better than anything. Far, far better. better. That doesn't even compare. Does not even compare. That is so good. <laughs> so, so what we're saying. <laughs> Suffering's good for us, right? As a believer, mm -hmm. it may suck in the moment, right? <laughs> but it's actually good yeah. for us, right? Just like casserole. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a new saying to me. I, I I've heard that a few times. Although I, I don't I don't know the benefit of casserole. <laughs> I think it just made well. Suffering's good for you, right? <laughs> we just keep moving. <laughs> You know, some people just don't know how to take me, do they? That's <laughs> reason, I, and I'm learning to have a governor. Yep. It only took how many episodes are we in? <laughs> uh, this is ninety three, ninety four, somewhere around there, something like that. Yeah. Ninety three, I think. I'm not going to tell you when we're going to get to 100 because I obviously got it wrong before. So oh, you whatever. blew that, buddy, last time, man. You were only off by 22. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> hey, so seriously, big thought. I know we're out of time. Big thought, quick. Mine is this. Suffering is actually good for the believer. As hard as that is to say and to comprehend. Right. Um, it's, it's true. Um. Dan, she wants you to go first. Okay. Well, I, I, I got like, one because it's awful what you already said. Well, I, I was going to say, I feel like that was my big final <laughs> thought. So so uh, what you were talking about, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. I love the fact that it's very straightforward. Do this, and this happens. There's no yeah. maybe. There's no possibly. We'll see. It's a done deal. If you're faithful, again, until death, then you will receive the crown of life. The end. No question about it. Yes. Yeah. And it, because that and that's what the whole scripture does for us mm. gives us the truths that yes you might suffer and yes you not that you might yes you're going to suffer <laughs> like you will yes you will have tribulation yes you will face these things but it's not like the bible then leaves us there yeah the bible those things that that you shared today that we talked about is why we suffer the things that it leads to they're from you read the scripture. It's from yeah. the scripture. It's not just something that we, well, we're hoping that that's what it right. is for us. Yeah. Um, that scripture lays it out that there is not a reason. There's a purpose. Yeah. It all. Oh, that's good. That's a good, that's a good way to end right there. But, <clears throat> and so on that, let's pray. Father God, we just love you. And God, we're so thankful for your word that tells us the truth. 
that we will suffer just as you did. Obviously not for the same reason and in the same way, but we will all face persecution and suffering. And Father, when it has its course, um, we'll see you face to face and we will come through it. Uh, Lord, and in truth, part of our heart says we can't wait for that day to see you face to face. And um, so God, just be with us, Lord. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, Miss hey. Mona. And I got my man, Jelly Bean, over yeah, there. Yeah. Dan, the man, the edit man. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.